Welcome to Stress and Coping. I encourage you to complete the student stress survey and identify key sources of stress in your life over the past three months or so. Then take a few minutes to explore your typical coping styles and reflect. A word of caution this week. These days, everyone is talking about health and wellness, and honestly, it can be a bit confusing sorting through information. For example, is chocolate really good for you? Does it have to be dark chocolate? What percent cocoa? How much? I personally love for the answer to this question to just be yes. This question is meant to illustrate that um, one of the most confusing things about existing in our modern day world is that there's a lot of competing health information out there. In this podcast, we're going to briefly explore the psychological science behind the biopsychosocial model of health, stress, and coping. First, what factors most influence your health? Would you be surprised to learn that your own thoughts and attitudes around health can impact your biology? Psychologists go go beyond the traditional medical model of health, which really states that health is the absence of disease, to define health as the presence of well-being where people thrive. Health psychologists are a special branch of professionals who rely on the biopsychosocial model. Many of you who are going into healthcare professions will use this model. The model studies how biological, psychological, and social factors influence health. For example, to study risk and resilience factors around our number one killer in the United States, which is heart disease, a health psychologist might first seek to understand biological factors. For example, is there a genetic predisposition for heart disease that runs in a family? Then a health psychologist would seek to understand psychological factors that might put someone at risk. How does a person think about their own health? What are their stress levels like at work and at home? Lastly, the importance of social cultural factors cannot be understated. What environment are people living in? Do they have access to healthy food and medical care? What are their cultural traditions? How are family relationships present or being disrupted, helpful or harmful? You will use the biopsychosocial model to explore health factors around eating, smoking, sex practices, and the like. So a key psychological factor psychologists study is stress and how we cope with it. First, what is stress? Everybody defines it a bit differently. Psychologists define stress as the process of perceiving events or circumstances that threaten our well-being and tax our coping abilities. This could be something like an environmental stress, like being too hot or too cold, um, being stuck in traffic, all the way to worrying about meeting a deadline. Different types of stressors actually have a very similar impact on the body. You'll learn more about that. The stressor itself is the event, and the response to stress happens on four levels. Let's say you just realize you have a quiz due in one hour online. Working against a deadline can cause stress. A little bit of stress, of course, can be positive in the moment, but... Over the long term, chronic stress is bad for our health. So stress impacts us on the physiological level. Like once we realize that there is a deadline, we might have increased heart rate. On the emotional level, we might start to feel anxious or frustrated or easily angry. On the cognitive level, our thoughts might be racing, have difficulty focusing. And even on the behavioral level, we might start eating comfort food, for example, when under stress. Our stress response is multifaceted but more of your stress response is in your control than you may know. One mediating factor for our health is how we cope with 
or manage and reduce the demands associated with stress. A side note here, really important to understand, we mentioned this back in chapter two, stress does not cause poor health, but high levels of stress hormones like cortisol due to chronic stress weaken or suppress our immune system. Furthermore, the way some people cope with stress, um, escape behaviors like smoking, drinking, overeating, even lack of exercise can put us at higher risk for everything from the common cold to heart disease. So stress matters and coping matters. To wrap up here, understanding that stress is a part of life, how can we cope well with stress? So really, one size does not fit all. You have to use a variety of strategies depending on the situation and appraisal matters or how we think about stress. So let's take the current situation. It's really hard to ignore because it's right in front of all of us with the coronavirus and COVID-19. This has impacted all of us together, but each of us a bit differently, left us socially distant. There may be different sources of stress in your life today. So in order to manage stress better, you might think about three different types of coping strategies. First, you might try healthy appraisal-focused coping strategies. You might try thinking about the situation differently. For example, downward comparisons can help, reminding yourself that in this given situation, um, there are other people who are in even tougher situations. You've overcome and lived through more difficult situations before. You might also work to find a silver lining called benefit finding. Maybe you get to spend more time with your family, for example. You might also try problem-focused strategies, just like they sound like these strategies are when people take direct steps to reduce the stressor or change the stressful situation. These strategies tend to work best over time, but that's only true if you can do something about the situation. For example, if you lost hours at work, can you pick up hours elsewhere? Can you cut expenses in some way? Can you be creative? Um, in your approach to finances. At times, you really cannot outthink or outproblem solve a given stressful situation. And in that case, you might try some emotion-focused coping strategies, trying to prevent having an emotional response to stress. So this might be something like adding a meditation practice, just a few minutes, or a gratitude practice to your day. These healthy emotion-focused strategies can be effective short-term, especially for allowing you to step away from a problem, but they do not solve the problem per se. Keep in mind as well that lots of folks, particularly in times of stress, rely on really unhealthy emotion-focused strategies, all the different escapes we've talked about, from using defense mechanisms like denying that there's a difficult situation, avoidance, numbing the pain um, with food, alcohol, and or drugs. So, those are the three types of strategies, appraisal, problem, and emotion focus. And I want you to think about to yourself, what is one small change you could make today? Maybe one coping strategy you could add or an unhealthy one you could subtract from your life um, to better manage stress and cope. You'll apply knowledge of stress and coping as you write your final reflection journal this week. I really look forward to reading those. I have one final challenge for you. Um, this week, you'll view a TED Talk on how simply changing the way you think your appraisal of stress can change its impact on your body, including your heart. Please think of one person near or distant you could share this finding with. Be kind to yourself this week.